We bless you and honor you. We're so grateful for Jesus. We're so grateful for the, the blessing that we have to, to uh, uh, minister the word of God to your precious people. And Lord, at such a pivotal time in human history. And I pray, Lord, that your people would be refreshed tonight, that they would be blessed and ministered to and uplifted. And, Father, that, that the, the things that you desire to uh, deposit into them are deposited tonight. Lord, the, the, the hope, the, uh, the, the, uh, the seeds of the word that will produce uh, faith, that, that will produce confidence in them. Father, I thank you, Lord, that, that your, your precious seed of your precious word is being deposited in the heart of all of those listening tonight and father that they're being blessed and ministered to by your word and by your spirit in jesus name amen uh, i want to talk to you about the importance of staying connected and, and re- really three primary ways that you can stay connected and the first one of those i want to talk to you about staying connected to the word uh it, it, it is such a time where you can hear so many things so so many voices uh, whispering in your ear and of course the, the last few weeks I should say shouting into your ear more than whispering in your ear and, and of course you can hear that that nagging voice uh, of the enemy saying what are you going to do about this and what are you going to do about that and what if this happens what if that happens and he's the, the enemy's just being the enemy he he works that way he works with uh, planting doubts in your head, planting fear in your heart. Uh, that, that's definitely the way the enemy works. But, but I want to talk to you, uh, first of all tonight about uh, several ways of staying connected. But I want to talk to you about staying connected to the word because many times when you tune into the news too much, you're disconnecting yourself from the word. What you're really doing is you're putting yourself in a position where, uh, uh, the, the, the top priority that you're given to your hearing time rather than being what God is saying, it, it, instead it's what man is saying. But what God has to say is primary and needs to be numero uno with us no matter what's going on in the world. Whether everything's good at the world or everything's crazy in the world. Whatever time we're living in, we must always be in a position of giving God's word foremost place. You know, Ephesians six seventeen says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And, and one of the number one ways that, that we can stay connected with the word is to, to remember that, that, that the, the, the spoken word is what's the sword of the spirit. It, that, that word rhema in the Greek language here in Ephesians 6.17, that's the spoken word. It, it's not the Bible that's sitting on your coffee table that's the sword of the spirit. It is the, the word that's in your mouth that's the sword of the spirit. And so you see in Old Testament times, we see when they went into battle, they had a sword in their hand. But now you're not dealing with a sword in your hand. Here in New Testament times, you're dealing with a sword in your mouth. The sword of the word of God. And and so I was reading a little quote today that said, do you have a sword in your mouth or do you have a sword in your hand? And I couldn't help but think of the old M&M's commercial about it melts in your mouth and not in your hands. I don't know why. It's just the way my mind works. And of course, I know how much my daughter loves M&M's. But but, uh, uh, when it comes to the sword, it's the sword that's not in your hand. It's the sword that's in your mouth. Hallelujah. 
And when the word of God is in your mouth, you're in a position to be able to speak it and to see it uh, effectively change things in your life. What can these weapons do? What, what can this sword of the spirit do? What, what's it powerful for? Uh, uh, what's it powerful to do or to accomplish in your life? Well, let, let's take a look at this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and a verse 3 to 5 that says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You know, it's uh, interesting. These weapons are, are mighty in God. They can pull down strongholds and cast down arguments and, and cast down every high thing that's looking to put itself in a position that's higher and above God's knowledge and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In, in other words, I, I like to say it like this, that, that, that the weapons of our warfare and specifically what I'm talking about tonight, the weapon of the word of God that we need to continually stay connected to and, and, and keep that word coming in on a constant and continual basis. That is the thing that allows you to counteract all of the other thoughts that the enemy might be messing with you about. Uh, you know, the, the, the enemy will mess with you and say, yep, you're next in line. Yep. You, you, you're going to get this thing next. Or, or give you a picture or an image of, of you being the one in the hospital or you being the one who's uh, quarantined. You know, the, the, the enemy loves to mess with your mind, especially through the means of fear. But with the word of God, we can cast down those kind of things, those strongholds, those, those high things that are trying to make themselves uh, a grander and on a higher scale than the Lord is and his word is. And we can bring thoughts into captivity. You can have a bouncer uh, at the door of your mind. And before those thoughts come in, that bouncer would say, all right, do you agree with Christ or do you not agree with Christ? Because if you don't agree with Christ, we're going to bounce you out of here right now. Hallelujah. You know, um, we cannot think of our weapons as being uh, somehow inferior because they are not visible. As a matter of fact, we need to understand this, that the things that are seen were made of things which are not seen. The, the things which are visible were made by the invisible words of God. So you can use the invisible weapons to change visible things in your life. What a blessing that is. What an honor that is that God would entrust us with his very word in our mouths to be able to utilize and to be able to use as a weapon against the enemy and exercise dominion over him. You know, talking about staying connected, that has the, the idea of continuous action. That's not something where you do it once and you're done. This is not one and done. This is something that we steadily and consistently do. Hebrews 10, 23 talks about it like this, that we would hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. How many of you, when, when you uh, look at the situation that the world's in right now, you can say, yeah, I can see a whole lot of opportunities to waver. I've been tempted to waver. And of course, to, to waver is you've got the characteristics uh, of a wave. You're going here and going there. And, you know, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. And you feel like you crash sometimes. But, but, but the real truth of the matter is rather than wavering, we 
can hold steady and connect ourselves to the Word of God and continually, continually embrace the Word of God. You know, Revelation twelve eleven puts it out like this. It says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives to the death. And, and uh, I want to go ahead and uh, just drop some nuggets on you right now regarding staying connected to the word and regarding the, the way that the word is, is uh, in a very real sense, preventive medicine. How many of you are glad that if you need a cure, you can take the cure. But if you can take something that will prevent sickness or prevent certain symptoms from taking place, you'd rather do the prevention to never be in the point where you need the cure. Well, here's some good preventive tips of how you can go ahead and utilize the Word of God. You know, I, I look at it like this, that speaking the Word is both a way that you deposit it into your heart, and speaking the Word is also a way that you withdraw it from your heart. Catch that. That's very important. You speak the Word to deposit it in your heart. You also speak the Word to withdraw it from your heart. It, it's like our tongue is both a deposit slip and a withdrawal slip. And so what, what we need to do is we need to talk the Word purposefully. To sow the word in our heart. Speak the word to ourselves intentionally so that we're continually sowing that word in our heart. Because believe me, you're going to need it. And you, you see, the problem is, and of course this is a problem both spiritually speaking and naturally speaking, is that we try to withdraw what we don't have in the account. Oh, Lord have mercy. So we're trying to withdraw something that we've not put in there. And what happens? Something bounces. Something's not working. Insufficient funds. That doesn't just happen at the local bank. I want to let you know that that happens spiritually all the time when people are trying to make a demand on something that they've not actually put inside of them. That's why the act of continually putting the word in you over and over and over and over again is so important. That's, when you do that, you won't bounce checks. <laughs> Faith failures take place when you're trying to pull out of the account what you've never put in, or sometimes what you have put in, but you've already spent. So you might have said, well, uh, yeah, that chapter, oh, that verse, I know that. Yeah, yeah, you know that, and you put it in yet one time. But the thing is, you've utilized that. You need to put it in again. You know, you, you can't take that attitude with food. Say potatoes, I had those in 98. Broccoli had that in 2003. You know, that's not the way it works. You need it again. You need to eat your broccoli again, somebody. And so in, the, in that same way, we need to go ahead and continually put the word in our hearts. Deposit the word in your heart on a regular basis. Listen to this. This is a quote that I, I heard from a pastor out in California. His name is uh, Bayless Conley. Never forgot it. He said, speak the word intentionally to deposit it in your heart. And then you will speak the word instinctively to withdraw it from your heart. Somebody needs to get that again. Speak the word intentionally to deposit it in your heart. And then you will speak the word instinctively to withdraw it from your heart. So you see, if out of the abundance of our heart the mouth speaks, that means that we have control over uh, uh, what we are putting inside of us. 
if we want our heart to be abundantly filled with something so that out of our mouth that will speak, we have control over what we put inside of us in abundance. So if you put the word of God inside of you in abundance, then you can be sure that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak and you will speak the word because you will get squeezed. And whatever's inside of you comes out when you get squeezed. So when life and circumstances and bad news and scary uh, viruses and all that stuff try to squeeze you, if the word is in you, that's what will come out. I love what Proverbs 7.1 says in the Amplified Translation, uh, uh, the Amplified Classic to be specific. Uh, it, it says, my son, keep my words, lay up within you my commandments for use when needed and treasure them. I just love that aspect there. Uh, for use when needed. And, and here's the thing. In, in these last few weeks and with all the turmoil that's going on in the world, I'm glad for the opportunity to, to go back to some things that I laid up and stored on the inside for use when needed and been able to pull that out and feed on it and be blessed by that word that has been planted in my heart. I may not have absolutely needed certain verses at the time that I put them in, but oh, I tell you, when the need came up, they were there. Hallelujah. Do you see the importance of doing that? So vital. So you see, fill your heart with the word all the time. And then you won't be in a position where you have to scramble in emergency situations and say, oh, what was that verse again? Where was that verse at? What did that say? No, rather than scrambling in an emergency, when you take the word and you just have a regular habit of putting it inside of you, you are in such a good position, hallelujah, uh, to, to, to go ahead and fight the good fight of faith. You see, you, you fill your heart with the word when you don't need it, Listen to this. If you fill your heart with the word when you don't need it, your heart will fill your mouth with the word when you do need it. Woo, I just like that. If you fill your heart with the word when you don't need it, your heart will fill the, your mouth with the word when you do need it. That, that's because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You put it in the heart, put it in the heart, put it in the heart, put it in the heart. And then you get squeezed. What comes out? What's in your heart? And what's coming out? When you put the word in your heart, the word's coming out. And it's coming out in abundance. Praise God. So if you deposit the word in your heart, when the sun's shining, you'll be able to withdraw it on the cloudy day. But what if you've not yet started? Some of you tonight might say, Pastor Ray, that's all great. But, but I feel like I'm behind the eight ball here. I mean, the world's gone crazy and I've not done a real good job about depositing the word into my heart. Well, get started where you're at. Get started right now. Get started tonight. And make that a regular daily practice of your life. Hallelujah. And I guarantee you, it won't be long. It's not something that you got to do for years and years and years and years. You just start doing it and you do it consistently and you will see results. Glory to God. So besides staying connected to the word, uh, How else can we stay connected? Because this is a very vital thing, this aspect of staying connected, especially in in these wild and crazy times we're living in. Well, stay connected to the greater one in you. Stay connected to the greater one in you. 
Do you know that the greater one does live inside of you as a born-again believer? And that greater one is the Spirit of God. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. What do I mean by staying connected? I mean stay connected by being constantly aware of his presence inside of you. Come on. Being constantly aware of his presence inside of you and living life with that awareness. You live every day with the awareness that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. And, and you remember like 1 Corinthians three sixteen and 17 says that, that you're the, the, the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, um, the Holy Spirit is not just in there to hit you ride through life. The Holy Spirit is not just in there, you know, just to kind of hang out and with no purpose. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of a believer with a very, very specific purpose in mind. To be your helper, to be your teacher, and to be your God. Do you believe it today? Hallelujah. This is what Jesus said when Jesus talked about the, the Spirit who was to come. This is the way he described him, a helper and a teacher and a God. Pastor John said on Sunday morning, <laughs> look inside. The response to these tough times, I don't know if it was Sunday morning or if it was in staff meeting, uh, but, but he uttered those words, look inside, look inside. And, and the value of looking inside is you're looking inside to, to the greater one who lives inside of you. And, and you, you're, you're, you're so absolutely focused on him and what he's got to say about something. And you know, the, 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 the whole wind might be blowing this way, but I'm not looking to see where the winds of the world are blowing. I want to see where the wind of the spirit is blowing. I want to see where, where he's leading and where he's guiding. Be, because you see, here's the thing. He's right about everything. But sometimes you just got to block the stuff out. Be because you got everything out there yelling at you. You got TV and media yelling at you about what's going on and what's next and what's coming to your house real soon. But, but here's the thing. The Spirit of God, sometimes His voice is more, more gentle. Sometimes it's more of a whisper. Sometimes it's not always a voice. Sometimes it's just a little witness and a little knowing on the inside. And it's so helpful just to get away from the noise so that you can hear him. Heed the words that Pastor John spoke to us the other day. Look inside because you have a guide on the inside. Do you believe it? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we're going to go ahead and skip over Romans 12 for now. And we'll head on over to John chapter 14 and look at some of these things that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, the greater one on the inside of us. And let's realize as we read this, the great importance that we have to stay connected to the greater one on the inside of us, especially in times like these. But it's necessary in times like any time, all the time. There's no time that you don't need him. There's no time that, that you think, okay, God, I can just uh, say, I'll see you later. I got this one. There's never a time where we can say, God, I got this. We always need him. 
Listen to the words of Jesus. John 14, 16 to 17. He said, and I will pray the Father and he'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Hallelujah. So you see, he's given us a helper and this helper is going to stay with us forever. And he is the spirit of truth. Now I tell you, what a valuable thing. Especially when, when you come across things and, and you don't know exactly what's true and what's not true. You, you don't know what's accurate and what is spin. And I mean, hey, there's a lot of things out there that a lot of conflicting voices. But if you've got the spirit of truth inside of you, with the witness of him who lives inside of you, you can actually distinguish between what's the real truth and what's not the real truth. Hallelujah. And he's there to be a helper to you. Are you glad you got a helper living inside of you? John 15, 26, he describes him again as the helper. He said, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So in another chapter of the Gospel of John, Jesus is describing him the same way. He describes him as the helper and he describes him as the spirit of truth. John 16, get ready for this. Here we go again. However, when he, this is verse 13 of John 16. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Hallelujah. See, we have not fully taken advantage of the fact that God, the Holy Ghost, lives inside of us. We have not taken advantage of that as we ought to. We've almost taken it for granted and, you know, almost lived like, you know, it was a secondary thought to us that he actually lives inside of us. That wherever you go, he goes. He's in there. And I pray that there would be a, 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 uh, such an awareness, such a stirring inside of us of the awareness of the fact that the greater one is in us and that we continually keep uh, a connection with him, that we stay connected with him, ever aware of his presence, ever aware of the fact that he wants to help us, he wants to show us the truth, he wants to guide us, he wants to communicate with us. How important it is to be led, like Romans eight fourteen says, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How important it is to be filled with the Spirit. See, last week on, on our Wednesday night service, I started a series at Pastor John's request about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and here tonight, because of a different set of circumstances, we're going a different direction with our message. But, but, but we're still talking about Him. And we're still talking about the need to, to know him and the need to be filled with him. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. How important it is for, for you and I in this time to be Spirit-filled. To be filled with him. And as Spirit-filled people, to be able to go ahead and, and have prayers uh, descending, uh, uh, ascending, I should say, from us to the throne of God that are spirit-led and spirit-inspired prayers. 
how important it is for us now uh, to, to pray in the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you the, the power of praying in the Spirit, the power of praying in other tongues is, is so amazing. And the, the benefits that it can bring to you and the things that can get accomplished in the Spirit when somebody lets God hook up with them in prayer. Woo! That's why I, I can't help but think of that verse in Jude, verse 20, where it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So let's stay connected to the Word, and let's stay connected to the Holy Spirit, the greater one who lives on the inside. But also, let's stay connected. Stay connected to the body of Christ. You see, how can we stay connected? We ain't even allowed in the same building. But you see, that's why I believe God's given us some, some creative ways. And, and, and uh, right now as we speak, we're using technology to be able to stay connected. But I'm not just talking about us uh, as the, the church organization staying connected with its members, but I'm talking about the members of the body staying connected with members of the body. I'm talking about uh, the, the great importance of never letting go of that sense of, of oneness, that, that sense of community, that, that sense that, uh, you know, I, I need you. God did not intend me to walk this walk and to live this life by myself. I need you. My fellow brother, my fellow sister, I need you. And I'll tell you, the, the Word just paints such a beautiful picture of that need for us to stay connected to the body of Christ. First of all, and uh, 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 I think of what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12 where he describes the body. That there's not any part of the body that say, well, uh, you know, um, I don't need you. Or there's no part of the body that can say, well, I'm, I'm not an eye, so I'm not important. Or I'm not an ear, so I'm not important. Uh, you know, the, the, the picture that Paul is painting in 1 Corinthians 12 is the importance of every part of the body and that, that every other part needs that part. And that part needs every other part. And so it's such a beautiful picture. I would encourage you to go ahead and take the time to read 1 Corinthians 12 and Paul's uh, beautiful wording about de describing the body of Christ. But over in Romans 12, and I'm going to read verse 9 through 10, and then I'll skip over and read verse 13. I want to read this. This is a, a just, I, I, I had to reread this and reread this today as I was studying earlier this afternoon. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Distributing to the needs of the saints. Given to hospitality. You know, I, I think about that line of giving preference to one another. And I, and I think of the, the, the members of our own volunteer team who had to exercise giving preference to one another. The, the fact that, that uh, especially on, on, on the worship team, that, that I, I had to ask 
some members of the worship team to participate on in church on Wednesday and Sunday, and I had to ask some not to. I never dreamed, you would have asked me a month ago, I would have never dreamed that I would be in a position where I ever had to ask someone not to come to church. It's the strangest thing in the world. But I got to tell you, what a beautiful thing when the body of Christ can, can go ahead and understand what needs to be done and tough decisions that have to be made and, and prefer one another, give preference to each other. What a beautiful picture that is. And then in verse 13 of Romans 12, uh, it, it talks about distributing to the needs of the saints and being given to hospitality. What a great time it is to, to be able to distribute to the needs of the saints. <laughs> we can joke about it, but, but you know, somebody in the church needs toilet paper. And you know, I know that the world's gone crazy and people are uh, doing their thing and, and, and stocking enough for the next six months. But the, there's the, the, the ones that didn't get there in enough time. What an opportunity we have to be able to reach out to one another. Look out who might need somebody to do some shopping for them. Who might need somebody to, to bring some good old uh, bags full of meat and fruit and veggies and, uh, and make a special delivery. Uh, just ring the doorbell, drop it off and say, I'm keeping the six feet rule, but, but this is for you. What a great opportunity we've got to distribute to the needs of the saints and to be given to hospitality. That's ways that we can stay connected to the body of Christ. You know, Hebrews 13.1 says it like this. It says, let brotherly love continue. I mean, let it continue. That means don't let it stop. Yeah, you, you, you see, you might not see each other in church every Sunday and Wednesday as has been the practice. You, you may not have the opportunity to go ahead and, uh, uh, hug your brother and sister as has been the practice, uh, uh, or, or shake hands or, 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 you know, even the pat on the back. I mean, you know, all of the things that we've been used to in life are tipped on its head. But what a blessing it is that even in the midst of a time like this, brotherly love can still continue. That, that text at the right moment, that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, Lord, who needs, who, who needs to be reached out to and connected with today? Who needs an extra dose of love today? Because even if you can't look them in the eyes, even if you can't reach out and touch them, you can be a vessel that God Almighty uses to be able to minister to another member of the body. And what an awesome thing that is. You know, I, 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 Hebrews 13.1, we just read it, said, let brotherly love continue. We see that word continue also in Acts 2.42, where it talks about the church that just got started. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking in bread and, and prayers. And you might say, well, I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm so limited on what I can do because I can't have physical interaction. But, but, but you know what? You can go ahead and break bread somebody. <laughs> you can break bread with somebody right over the phone. You may not be able to share the meal together, but, but you can go ahead and break the bread of the word to somebody and give them a word in due season that is just what they need to hear at the time they need to hear it. 
What an opportunity we have that although certain aspects of what we're usually used to as uh, expressions of love have been closed for a season, but there's so many other opportunities and, and uh, uh, ingenuity in brotherly love that the Lord's bringing to us. Things that we may not have thought of before or you may not have leaned that way before. But now the Lord is quickening you to ways that you can continue in brotherly love even under the current circumstance. And you know, when you talk about staying connected to the body of Christ, there's no way that you can miss out on this. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 to 25. It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Wow. We see the day approaching. Which means so much the more, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And you say, well, Pastor Ray, it may be a few weeks before we actually get to go to church again. But hey, if you're watching me tonight, we are assembled tonight. If you're watching me tonight and hearing my voice right now, we are assembled. And even though we, you might be in Johnston and you might be in New Bedford and you might be in Tiverton and you might be in Portsmouth, wherever you are, here we are as one body gathering together, being influenced by the word at the same time, being influenced by the spirit of God at the same time, having that same word spoken into us as one body. What a blessing this is. This, for these circumstances, is not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. And my prayer is that when this uh, restriction is lifted and we can go back to church as usual, that church as usual would not be usual. That people would have an appreciation for actually getting to come into the same building at the same time with their fellow believers. And those who might have been two times a month and think they're doing all right would have a hunger for the house of God and realize, hey, the day's approaching. I can't afford to be hanging out somewhere else when, when, when God's people are meeting and God's word is being preached in the house. I need to be there. I need to hear what I need to hear. I need to get what I need to get. Hallelujah. So don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But the the scripture says exhort one another. And you know, (laughs) when you think about exhorting one another in times like this, one of the best ways I know to exhort one another is say, stand strong in the faith. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't let fear suck you in. It's trying real hard. It's trying to, uh, it's trying to get you any way it can get you. But rather than being those who who are given to fear, we're going to go ahead and stand in faith. We're going to stand on the word of God, staying connected to the word, staying connected to the spirit, staying connected to the body of Christ. And we're not going to go ahead and give in to any of the 
traps of the enemy. Hallelujah. So we're going to encourage each other to stay strong in faith and to fear not. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask the uh, musicians to come because we're going to go ahead and read a psalm together as we close tonight. And then after that, we're going to go ahead and close the service with a worship song. But uh, I... This psalm that I want us to go ahead and take the time to read together is Psalm 27. And if you want a good way to exhort one another as you see the day approaching or in the middle of this crazy day in which we live, you want to go ahead and give an exhortation to someone, an encouraging word to somebody, this is one of the best ones that I can uh, recommend to you. And I'll tell you, this has been stirring in Pastor John. I talked to him this afternoon. It's been stirring in his heart uh, all day long today. And I want us to take the time to read Psalm 27 together, all 14 verses. Are you ready? We'll just read them on the screen together. Here we go. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Come on, you can read this with me, somebody. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, while I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle, I will sing, yes, I will sing, praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those of you who are here, and those of you who are watching at home, would you just stand and lift your hands toward heaven and worship? Worship him. Hallelujah. Recognize him as the one in in whom uh, we trust. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? We will not fear. We will not be afraid what man can do to us. We will not be afraid what COVID-19 can do to us. We are walking in confidence in the Lord and trusting in Him. 
Hallelujah. And fear has no place in us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we honor you and praise your holy name. We honor you and praise your holy name. I want to go ahead and pray with you tonight. If, if you do not know Jesus personally, if you might have tuned in tonight, maybe uh, uh, one of our church members might have said, come on and join us. Come on, check us out. We're going to have our service streaming tonight. You know, you, you might have uh, uh, just heard the, the message of, of God's love and, and, and his, his care for you for the very first time tonight. If that's you, I want to pray with you. You might have been somebody who, who used to walk with God and, and let that train go off the tracks and, and, and got messed up in some other things. And, and you're tired of living that way. You want to come home. You want to come home to the Father's house where there's love and where there's peace and where there's safety. Well, I tell you, the Father is longing for you to come home tonight. So I want to go ahead and pray. If you're in any one of those categories, I want to pray with you right now. And I'm going to go ahead and pray slow enough so that you can repeat after me and mean this with all your heart. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. I come in faith. I believe that Jesus died for me and that he was raised from the dead so that I could be saved I believe that I believe you love me I receive your love for me I receive your free gift of righteousness though I've done wrong by the blood of Jesus, I now stand right in the presence of God. Thank you, Lord, for saving me tonight. I receive your wonderful gift in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I got to tell you, if that is you, we want to hear from you. If you prayed with us tonight, we'd love to be able to hear from you so we can connect with you. There's multiple ways that you can do that. Uh, you, you can uh, actually, you can call the church office. There's not anybody by the phone right now, but if you leave a message, somebody will call you back. You could call tomorrow during business hours, which is between 8.30 and 4 p.m. That number is 508-336-4110. That is one way. Also, you can go ahead and you can email us. And, and uh, um, I, I know I mentioned my own email address earlier, which is the word pray, the letter Z, the number one, at fcc-church.com. And if you miss that, you just go to our website. There's lots of emails there. You'll find Pastor Mike's email address and my email address on the staff page. Just go to faithccenter.com. You can go ahead and find Pastor Mike or myself there on the staff page. Email us and let us know what happened to you tonight. Let us know that you prayed and received Jesus for the very first time or that you prayed and came back home tonight. Because we want to be able to reach out to you and just uh, uh, 
welcome you and, and, and look to give you the, the necessary tools that you need to go on your journey and to go strong uh, for the Lord. And also to all our people, we love you so much and, and we just give you a big hug. We can give you one of these from afar and let you know how much we love you and are so blessed to have been with you tonight. Keep in mind everything that's up and coming. Keep in mind Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Don't be late for church because we're starting at 9.30. And we're going to go ahead and stream live once again on Sunday morning at 9.30. And also stay tuned on uh, Facebook or Instagram uh, uh, because you will see some other communications that are going out. Things that we might just need to let you know or or things that we may do just to go ahead and want to keep our contact with you. Just just to send something out to let you know that, that you are important and that you are loved and that you are being thought about even though we can't physically be together. So keep these things in mind and pray for one another and, and expect great things from God on Sunday morning. Pray for the service and, and expect great things. Pray for, for the whole situation that's going on. We encourage you to stay plugged in in prayer. Pray in the Spirit. Pray the things that you know to pray out of the Word. Pray a scriptural prayer, a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. And I know that the effectual, fervent prayer of righteous people are going to make a difference in this situation and turn things around for the good. We believe it. Well, we love you all a whole bunch, and we're going to go ahead and sing a worship song. And then after that worship song, we're going to go ahead and say goodnight to you. So we love you, and let's go ahead and sing and worship. Slave. I'm not no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear.